Hi, welcome to the Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. And here in the cafe, we embrace everyone who wants to learn about crypto, NFTs, metaverse, and Web3. You are in for such a treat with today's guest. She first came on my live radio show that I do every week uh, a few months ago and just did such an amazing job on that show that I knew we had to have her back for a more in-depth discussion on this podcast. Uh, So today we're talking all about fashion in the metaverse. What does direct to avatar mean? Why will that be such a huge business? And uh, what it looks like to put on Fashion Week uh, virtually. So I'm delighted to have here in the Crypto Cafe, Dr. Giovanna Graziosi Casimiro. And I wish that I could, you could hear it with Gigi's beautiful accent. Uh, So Gigi, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I'm just so delighted to reconnect with you and have this conversation. Hey, Randy, I'm super happy to be here. First of all, you pronounce my name beautifully. I think you got it 100%. So congratulations and thank you. Um, Mm. I'm super happy to be here because we had the chance to talk before in a radio show and that was already super enlightening very inspiring to me so i'm honored to be here today and excited to talk more about fashion in the web3 space absolutely and gigi has one of the most exciting titles uh that i think someone could have she's the head of metaverse fashion week and senior xr and metaverse producer for decentraland so we're going to dive into all of that today gigi but first um Because this is a virtual crypto cafe, if we were together in the real world, where would we be and what would you be drinking there? Well, I really like chai. (laughs) So I probably would be drinking a chai with a lot of cinnamon and spices. I'm really into spicy drinks. Mm, That sounds amazing. Mm. I I love love the spicy drinks also. Um, Tell us us a little bit about yourself. What brought you into the Web3 world in the first place? The web through world, I think it was just a consequence of what I did before. Um, I started my journey really working with multimedia arts and immersive experiences, very much grounded into the in real life spaces. So video mapping, uh, internet of things, uh, multimedia art installations. But then eventually, you know, you start going deeper into the virtuality. And it took me also to research a lot of open source solutions for communities and heritage and eventually I was really working deeply into the web3 space and especially dealing with creative productions digital productions and and fashion productions which was also part of my uh, my bachelor study so it's just a gradual continuum process of starting in the in real life events and merging slowly to the URL events right I, I'm curious, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Because you're, the, the career that you're in now didn't even exist a few years ago, let alone when all of us were like dreaming up our careers as children. When I was a children, I really wanted to be a Broadway star. Ah, <laughs> love. Okay, now you're speaking my language. Yes, I heard you are a Broadway star. I know that. But that was my dream because I went to Beauty and the Beast in 1994 in Broadway to watch and I watched that show several times when I visited New York as a kid. And I had this fascination that, you know what, I really wanted to be a Broadway star. Well, I don't feel I'm a Broadway star, but I feel that I am in the backstage, always supporting the stars of this Web3 space, making sure that when they are in their stages, 
everything is working. So I think I found a little bit of that happiness in what I do, but we never know. Maybe one day I will be a Broadway star. <laughs> hey, never say never. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I see it for you. Um, and I'm curious, what, what, what was it that excited you about Decentraland in particular? Well, Decentraland was an interesting case for me because when I was doing my PhD in open source heritage, I studied a lot about crypto anarchy and, of course, rethinking equity and equality in the way we create digital memory, digital data, and how the Internet progressed. And I think the central land was a space where a lot of those ideas were being experimented. And I think the idea of community leading the governance of a platform is really something that blows my mind. So when I had the chance to work there, it was a mix of my academic uh, research with my practice. So I think that was really the, a big reason for me to join and get fascinated. Absolutely. And so maybe for for those who aren't as familiar or haven't had the experience of going into Decentraland, talk a little bit about the role that fashion plays in the metaverse today and uh, and where you think it's going. Well, fashion is a big component of the metaverse. I think, first of all, the the existence of a body in the Internet is something that we needed a long time. I like to go back to the Web 2 and the Web 1 when we were talking about I'm surfing on the internet and we have this greed, the greed of, of information that we don't have an understanding of the beginning and the end. So you could not have a body. But then in the Web3, we start to spatialize the internet, right? So our body is really the extension of our identity. So I believe having a body in the Web3 space gives us the chance to tell our story through fashion. And fashion becomes this this place of convergence where I can be myself, but I can be beyond who I already am. And I can even have multiple versions of myself. So it's really carrying your own narrative in your body, in your virtual body. What, uh, what does your narrative look like in Decentraland right now? Like what, what kind of fashion is your avatar <laughs> rocking? And like, give us the, paint the picture. <laughs> people laugh. Well, my avatar is very, very <laughs> fetish dressed. So <laughs> it has a lot of those nipple stickers and piercings and and leather accessories. I think I love it's maybe it. A, yeah. So I, even my mom sometimes say, "I can't believe this is your avatar." I said, "Mom, this is part of who I am. I just don't dress up like that in the physical world." <laughs> but that's how my avatar is right now. I, I, okay, great. This this interview just got spicy, like the chais that that we're drinking. I love it. Um, what and uh, how do people consume digital garments? Um, again, for anyone who's a beginner here, talk us through like what is it? What is the actual process of setting up your avatar? How do you actually get digital garments and shop for them? And what is that like? In this, like, it depends, of course, in which metaverse or platform you are at. But in the central land, you can pretty much create a digital wallet account, right? And that will give you access to go through the shopping experience inside the marketplace page. There is a space called marketplace.decentralland.org. And then it's pretty much a showcase of everything that exists in, in that marketplace created by creators. So all the designs, all the clothes, everything you can actually wear. But the process of creating the avatar doesn't require always uh, you having a digital wallet. If you really just want to use the pre-existing fashion that is default, 
in the platform and not purchase anything. You can really just enter as a guest. It's very simple. You can do as as a guest through your browser and then go through the steps of really, of really setting up your virtual body. So choosing your hair, your face, uh, the features of your lips your, and everything. So I do feel uh, it's quite intuitive, very simple. Only if you want to purchase items, then you have to go a little bit deeper into having a digital wallet and buy crypto coins and so on. Mm. And what um, what do you think are some of the most interesting fashion pieces that people can buy for their avatar today? Well, I really love skins, which it's what how we call when you have an entire change of body that comes everything, like your face changes, your body structure changes. There are even crazy skins in which you can become a dragon. Awesome. <laughs> um, also, yes, it's incre- incredible, right? Um, also, I really like uh, the new the new generation of makeup that is coming in the central line. I think makeup is something very very subtle, but new designers are really doing an incredible job in taking details and exploring those details with neon colors, small details that can become really expanded around the the player you know you could have sparkles around the face elements animated around the face so i really look forward to see what makeup is going to become in the metaverse too absolutely and are you seeing that um major brands or indie designers like who's seeing the most success designing fashion and uh and and what kinds like how are how are designers working with decentraland the the design i think the community of designers has been growing a lot they were already there right uh, it's good to say that like the metaverse fashion week started from this discussion that how there is already a very uh strong fashion community creating things in the sale but i think now you see more and more digital fashion brands coming into the space so for example institute of digital fashion just recently launched a wearable for the fashion awards you have the fabricant with a permanent space and doing collaborations all the time in the community. Ouroboros did the grime show and keep doing activation. So, and it's nice to see that the digital fashion generation coming in, and I think they're really nailing it. And then you have traditional brands. I think traditional brands are really going, going, uh, becoming very strong in this process. So for example, Philip Lane, I always like to quote him because he bought a lot of land in the central land. And he has been doing crazy experiments, which I think are fantastic. The same I can say about Peter Dunda. So it's really beautiful to see also those brands cooperating with these new designers. I think this is the main lesson we are learning from this whole ecosystem. That's right. You have to enter the space authentically. We're here in the Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg. I am so excited to be here with Gigi, head of Metaverse Fashion Week and senior XR and Metaverse producer of Decentraland. Um, So... I, let's hear all about Metaverse Fashion Week. Uh, how did you bring it to life in the Metaverse? How did it go? Tell us everything. Well, this is definitely one of my favorite topics because it's so beautiful to look back and to do this sort of analysis of how much we learned from the last edition now that we just announced the next one. But it started really into looking at the communities. Like when I started with the Central End, I received a mission to be the head of the Metaverse Fashion Week already on behalf of the inspiration of the community and also the creative director, Sam Hamilton. Um, He was really already teaching me a lot about how the users and the creators were 
heavy consumers of digital fashion. And that was the sparkle. Then we had the chance to, from the beginning, we started working with UNXT, that is uh, an NFT luxury marketplace, already working with Dolce & Gabbana, Elisab, Etro, and so on. And they had an interesting vision for how we could really bring luxury brands to this space. And that's how it really started. Um, so the first edition was really an experimental process. Now, we learn a lot. So we learned that definitely we need more time for production. We learned that we need a more strict curation process. Maybe we need a team. And for me, the biggest lesson learned was that we need to make it a cross-metaverse initiative. Mm. So for the next edition, we're going to do it cross-metaverse with other metaverses. And we have a central theme that is the future heritage. Um, that is a very interesting theme. A lot of people ask me about that, but it is the core values represented for the next edition. I love that. Um, and again, for any beginners who are listening, what does it mean to be cross-metaverse and what kind of opportunities and challenges does that uh, present as you're building out for Metaverse Fashion Week next year? Being cross-metaverse, uh, it's pretty much allowing the brands and the agenda of the event to happen not just at the central end, but in other platforms too. Because the first edition was only the central end. Now we want to work with spatial, with over and other metaverses that also have a different aesthetics, a different audience. I, I am a big enthusiast of diversifying the aesthetics and the user experience. And by working with those different websites and platforms, we allow brands to choose and even to experiment the same experience in different locations. It's almost like you are a store, you can have um, maybe a flagship store in New York, another one in Paris, another one in Dubai, right? And the audiences will be different and also the setup of the shop different. That's how I see cross metaverse events in a way. I love it. And talk more about future heritage as the theme. How did you come up with that? What does it mean? The future heritage theme. I think that is when the academic mind comes into place. I was really reflecting uh, after so many events I have been to and listening to the community of digital fashion versus the traditional fashion. And I do feel there is a gap. Right now, there is a division in which you have the digital fashion community setting up a message and then you have the traditional world in which people are not very sure what is going to be the future of retail for example but looking back into the history if you look into the history of fashion we are always in those cycles of disruption innovation and tradition a lot of things that were very disruptive in the early 20th century like women wearing pants <laughs> are tradition today right but they were not when that started totally. and the same about technology a lot of technology today is uh, normalized, but was extremely disruptive in its beginning. So the future heritage is a provocation about that thought that everything that is going to be heritage in the future today is innovative. And that cycle is within us and we have to embrace it. Love it. Um, you know, <laughs> recently... Uh... I, I had a, another guest that was talking about uh, brands and what they're doing in the metaverse. And uh, mm -hmm. they, they were saying that kind of today what you're seeing is that brands are kind of recreating their stores and their real world experiences in the metaverse. But that in the future, like brands will be 
thinking entirely differently about what their space and what their goods look like in the metaverse. They won't just be recreating what works in the real world. Are you seeing that with fashion too? Like how can brands be a little more wilder or a little more authentic to Decentraland rather than just like recreating stores from the real world? Honestly, I think that they have to really create an interesting narrative. You know, when I look at like digital artists, they really try to create immersive experiences. They are not trying to replicate something they know. They are trying to tell a story they cannot tell in the physical world with digital tools. So I think, first of all, brands have to maybe detach a little bit from what they already know and do things that are not possible. So one example I always give, and I know somebody's going to do that and not involve me, <laughs> but time travel, <laughs> time travel. Going back into archives of those incredible maisons in the luxury fashion, this is something we cannot go back in time. You know, I cannot go and meet, meet Gianni Versace today. But imagine you being able to go and see his process of manufacturing manually or, or creating. So I do feel that those are examples of going beyond the physics, the time space we know. Those experiences for me are the powerful ones that brands are still not doing. But I hope they do. And for fashion, the same applies to the creations. Uh, maybe you don't need to have legs and arms the way we really know them in the physical world. You can be a dragon, you know? So I think this is what fashion has to explore. They start behind the piece and detach from the physical limitations we know. I love it. And the idea of time travel, I mean, it's so that's so interesting and exciting. And, and you're right, something that we... We, we can't do in the real world, but you can absolutely do. Um, I heard that you have some like supermodels and some really interesting people who have signed on for, for the next Fashion Week. Oh, yeah. This is one of also my favorite news, I think, about the, the announcement, because when we talk about community, it's also about giving visibility to some very active members. So we do have one very active member. Her name is Tang Poco, and she has been already at Times Square. I believe you heard about her. She's super active in different communities, NFT communities, Web3 spaces. And she hosts regularly several events in her space called the Dollhouse in the Central Land. Mm -hmm. And we decided to invite her to be our supermodel because she is already a supermodel in the metaverse. She just needed really to be acknowledged as such in, in the public matter. So we hope she's going to be the first of many new generation of supermodels that are coming with a different set of features and really a big body uh, diversity, even beyond the, beyond the humankind, you know, because you can be anything you want. So we're excited to announce her as the first of many. <laughs> That's amazing. Tang, Tang Poco is amazing. And um, I have to say, she is the one who onboarded me and, and our community into Decentraland and uh, was just has been such an incredible ambassador to the space. So uh, I can't think of anyone better. That's uh, that's truly amazing. What what does it take to be a successful supermodel in the metaverse? I think she is the proof that it is about engagement, right? I think that's it. Definitely her avatar looks gorgeous. And I think there is a relation between the beauty we associate with Supermodel and her avatar for now. But I think the main reason why Tang is the Supermodel of the Metaverse Fashion Week 2023 is because she represents the voice. She resonates the voice of Web3. And it's very well connected. She really is uh, 
engaged with different communities. She's really a hub, you know, and I think this is quite important. So if you want to be a supermodel, you got to really be well connected, friends with everyone, engage in events. Don't don't lose, you know, that hope about Web3. So you need to to be core, core in the middle of this whole ecosystem. It's so exciting. Uh, Gigi, in our final moments together, uh, what are you personally most excited for going into the new year, um, either in Decentraland or Metaverse or just Web3 in general? What's what's most capturing your interest and attention these days? These days, I think I'm really watching the conversation about digital elements. I don't like the term. <laughs> Digital, but I think that's it. The term digital is going to be around us. I, I'm really interested because because I came from the in real life events, right? So I'm interested to see how fashion is going to incorporate microsensors, microprocessors, and, and internet of things, data uh, into physical pieces connected with digital pieces. So I'm looking for this hybrid reality. And I think 2023 is going to be a year to discuss that and to start experimenting with that. So I'm really looking forward to see what comes out of this discussion. Wonderful. Well, it's been such a pleasure to reconnect and chat with you here again. When is Metaverse Fashion Week so that we can all put it on our calendars? It's March 28th to the 31st. And I really hope to see you all there because it's going to be super fun. Okay, good. That means I have a little time to deck out my avatar and to to have all my fashion picked out. So um, it sounds sounds incredible. Uh, Gigi, where can listeners go to keep up with you and everything going on with Metaverse Fashion Week? Well, you can always follow the Central and social media on Twitter and Instagram. You also can follow me on my personal ones on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm always making posts. We're always posting about what is coming next and giving the visibility to the cool projects involved to the event. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Always such a delight. And uh, I look forward to connecting again in Decentraland. Thank you, Randy. It's a pleasure to be here and see you in the metaverse. Yes. That was Dr. Giovanna Graziosi-Casimiro, who goes by Gigi. She's head of Metaverse Fashion Week and senior XR and Metaverse producer. And as you can see, I mean, there this is, this is going to be a multi-billion dollar industry of fashion and digital goods that people are buying for their avatars. And uh, we're, we're seeing more and more big brands that are moving into the Metaverse, new indie brands and designers that are popping up that are designing just for this medium. But I think my biggest takeaway is that in order to be successful, you can't just recreate what's happening in the real world. You need to think of things that you can only do in the virtual world, like Gigi mentioned, time travel. So uh, some great tips if you're thinking about getting into this space. And uh, definitely stay tuned for Metaverse Fashion Week coming up March 28th to 31st, 2023. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg, here on Crypto Cafe. Tune in next week for a brand new episode.